0: I guess she's a sophomore in
1: college. Oh, okay. Yeah, on her way to being an <laughs> intellectual.
0: Yeah. Um, it's all right. Yeah. I've looked at the whole thing many times, and particularly since coming here, I'm at peace with the whole thing.
1: So, how did she respond to the talk when you had it with her? On it a little bit, right?
0: Which is fair. I mean, she's an adult, she's gonna be 20 in August, so
1: that's right. yeah, I'll let her think about it. Right. Amazing. i don't Feel um, ripped up
0: by it
1: anymore, which is good. I felt that way for many years, yeah. But right.
2: Nice 15 seconds.
1: So, James, she. <laughs> me either. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers around the world. Enjoy your day. Relax. Have fun. Hold back your anger for one day. Don't, don't go to dinner and fight today. You can pick it up tomorrow. But Happy Mother's Day from Everybody at Bond, TV, the radio network, and everybody, all right? I wish you well. Um, you can go to our YouTube live and chat line there. We can get to your questions and comments, and Hate would get them to me, all right? Good morning, everybody, again. Good morning. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Amazing. So, um, Anything on anyone' mind? Did anyone have a a life this week? Yeah, yeah, I had a. Work. Oh, good. And what was your life?
3: Well, I was sharing earlier with um, with Rachel how you know how we do the forgiveness, how that's a part of what we do. Right. And as a result of that, out of nowhere, I've had three different relationships, friendships restored. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Just uh, people coming out of the woodwork just reconciling. And it feels so good. So that's one of the, um, I think that's one of the benefits, too, of forgiving.
1: Yeah. Our parents. People don't understand the power of forgiveness. And the devil tells them that, well, you can't forgive that person. You're letting them off the hook. It's not about letting them off the hook. It's about you. Going free within. And it's about operating from the light, from love. And you're never going to be able to do that as long as you hold on to anger. Before you enter into the kingdom, you must forgive. It's the doorway to freedom. Mm-hmm. So they don't quite understand that. And that's why a lot of people don't forgive because Satan has convinced them that they're letting somebody else off the hook. Yeah. And it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Nice. I want to uh, have a conversation. It's Mother's Day, so we're going to keep it light today, nothing heavy. And I would just like to have a conversation, all right? Uh, And I'll start out with you, since you have the mic, the biblical question. Did you think about the biblical question this week? I did. And what is the biblical question?
3: It's so interesting. I I know my answer, but I kind of forgot the question. Oh, okay. It was something like, what is your life? What is your life all, about? all about? Okay, I forgot yeah, that.
1: Was yeah, what part. is your life all about? Yeah. And what is your life all about?
3: I, today, um, post Fallen State, I would say it's more of an adventure. Meaning what? Meaning that I don't think about it. Even with what I just shared, I didn't think about reconciling with anyone. It just happened. It just right. manifested out of nowhere. So I think, um, you know, as I pondered this, for me, it's about just being in the moment and um, the excitement of what God has in store for me, because I feel like I'm in his in his will now. I'm walking in my in my true purpose.
1: Okay, so your life is all about, if I heard you right, walking in God's true purpose. Did you say that? Yeah, because I'm
3: just being. I'm just still. I don't think about even my business um, tasks. I just, I've gotten into the habit of being in the moment, and some really interesting things have um, resulted from
1: that. Amazing. Anyone else thought about the question this week? What is your life all about? Right here. What is your life all about? Having peace and doing what's in front of me every day. Having peace, and what does that mean, doing what's in front of me? Um, It means if I'm on the streets, I'm moving toward a goal of getting off the streets. Okay. It means if
4: things, if all is well now, then I
1: do what I'm told in order to live where I need to live, which is a nice house where I respect my father. Nice. And we get along. Okay. You know? Amazing. Anyone else? Right here. What is your life all about? Did you think about the biblical question this week?
5: No, I've been working all week.
1: You didn't all week?
5: <clears throat> no, I haven't heard it until just now.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What is your life all about?
5: Um, I would say I don't know, but um, to just give you an answer, the first thing that came to my mind was nothing.
1: Your life is about nothing? Mm -mm. (laughs) 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 And and what do you mean by that?
5: Well, when I first heard the question, I started trying to pinpoint a certain part of my life, like, my life is about this, it's, it's about that, and I started just coming up with random answers, and just for the sake of giving you an answer, I, I don't know, but um, I don't want to sit here and pinpoint something in my life and then think I know that that's what my life is about, so oh, I'd, I'd th- rather just say my life's about nothing.
1: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. amazing. Um... Yes, you. what is your life all about? So,
4: as of yesterday, um, I, I kind of li- been living my life day to day. And, you know, moment by moment. And yesterday I was pulling trees out of the ground. So that's what my life was yesterday. Today will be so, something so else. So,
1: yesterday your life was about pulling trees out of the ground?
4: That's what my <laughs> life was yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and what did you say about today?
4: I'll see what today brings.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And so the answer is pulling trees out the ground and seeing what the day brings.
4: Well, see what see what the moment brings. You know, uh, every day is going to be a different task, and I don't know what's going to you know what's important. So okay. I kind of kind of wait for it, and you know, uh, and just deal with it. I don't think about you know. Six months in advance, I got a, a logbook that I'm signing and things like that. I don't think that way.
1: Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. What is your life all about? Today and, my life. And all- these, these questions are put up there so y'all can think for yourself, right? Know that you know that you know that you know. And God said just see these things first. Know the truth. And everything else, he'll take care of it. He'll add it onto you. So you got to start. In order to really wake up, you got to start paying attention to self. Yes, sir.
6: Yeah, my life's all about um, living God's will and and no longer my own. And uh, he's. I'm learning. I'm getting a lot of learning a lot of truth about life and. Uh, taught me to just be still and know God and that's, that's what my life is about now it's not about me
1: and how do you live you say living God's will yes and how do you do that
6: um, from how he describes it in his word like to be more like Christ to, to walk like Christ to try to be like him be,
1: and how do you do that
6: uh, without not, trying try not to sin and how do you do that by not listening to your thoughts.
1: Okay, amazing. So life, your life is about trying to be like Christ, letting God's will do, be done, trying not to sin, and not listen to thoughts. Yes. Oh, okay, amazing. Yep. Um. Okay, interesting. Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. What did you had? Were you aware of a biblical question?
7: No, I was not.
1: Oh, okay. And what is your life all about? That's the biblical question for this week gone by.
7: Um, I'd say these days it was about learning how to stay present and learning how to connect with my spiritual self.
1: Speak up for me.
7: Learning how to connect with my spiritual self and learning how to stay present.
1: So your life is about connecting with your spiritual self, staying present. Right, and how do you do that?
7: Um, (laughs) I mean, I definitely do the silent prayer and I try and stay conscious and aware of my thoughts and my emotions and um, try to release any attachments to them. And, um, I don't know, I just kind of take it moment by moment.
1: Okay. Amazing. Did you know that before it became a biblical question, that what your life is about?
7: Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of what I've been trying to do lately.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Right here. And what is your life all about?
0: I, I would say my life is all about observing. (laughs) Because, (laughs) (laughs) well, because it's just uh, it's one word, and (laughs) I've I find that that's what I'm doing most of the time. I'm watching my thoughts, I'm watching my ego, I'm watching, I feel like I'm sitting up on the moon half the time and watching everything move around me. And, you know, um, pre-fallen state, I would say my life was all about making goals and hitting home runs and now I've just laid down the weapon and the bat and I would say my life is all about observing.
1: Okay. Amazing. The young lady behind you, (laughs) what is your life all about?
8: I was sitting here thinking. I didn't uh, get the question before now, so this is the first time me hearing of it. Um, And what I can only think of is just not living in the past, not living in the future. Living in the moment, and then whatever the day brings, handle it according to God's will, and then treat people the way I want to be treated. Nice. And so that's just being kind, loving. Amazing.
1: Did you forgive, did you apologize to your ex for being so... So, you
8: remember that, right? Yeah, I remember.
1: It just occurred to me right now. So, that's
8: what led me here today. Um, I work at night, so I came straight here. Right. Um, I did apologize uh, the first time, but I left a voicemail. And so, I don't know if you recall my uncle who introduced me to you. We came that Sunday, him, myself, and my mom. And I told him that's what I did, and he wasn't too happy about that. He felt, <laughs> he felt like I needed to speak to him directly. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, no, I did what I was supposed to do. I left a message, and he can listen to it over and over and over. And he, um, uh. he writes music, so I said he can even put it in a song. <laughs> and it will be my actual voice. It would, be, it would come from me. And oh, I thought, you know, that was suffice. But then I thought about it maybe a week later. So I called back and spoke to them directly. And again, I did what you advised me to do. But then they sound like a whole different person. And kind I kind of felt like I no longer existed. Um, but again, I did what I was supposed to do. And then just hung up the phone, and that was it.
1: When you say you felt like you no longer existed, what do you mean?
8: That I was no longer, not, I know I'm really not a part of his life anymore because we're no longer together, but it sounded like he acted as if I was a stranger all of a sudden. The whole, the whole vibe was different. It felt different.
1: And how did you feel about that?
8: I don't know. <laughs> One minute I'm okay, the next minute I'm like, wow.
1: Wow what?
8: He's like over me already and (laughs) moved on. Um, And the time we spent together meant nothing.
1: How do you feel about that?
8: (laughs) Uh, There's a feel to everything. Uh, Um, I mean, I have to be okay with it.
1: And are you? Uh, No. Uh, All right, and why not?
8: Like I said, I invested a lot of time and just to cut me off like that, it's not a good feeling.
1: And so did you invest that time to be remembered forever?
8: I was trying to. I was was trying to make something out of it, but.
1: But what good is it doing you that he should remember you?
8: What good is it doing me? None, I guess.
1: So why do you need to be remembered?
8: I don't, really.
1: Right. And so that's good. You called him back up and talked to him because now you see, you felt like, wow, he doesn't remember me anymore. It's over. It's it's done. And blah, blah, blah. Because you need to get past that, too. What do you think about that?
8: Just have to do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so when Satan tried to make you think about it, let it go. Yeah. There's nothing to remember. It's over. When it was happening, it was happening then. It's not happening now, so you move on. And realize you didn't love him. You were just doing it to be remembered. It makes you feel special. Am I right?
8: A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be remembered? I was just trying to make the relationship work, not necessarily be remembered.
1: What's your first name? Wendy. Wendy, when you were born, when you were first born, yes, had your parents not given you a name, who would you be?
8: A body without a name. What? (laughs) I don't want to say, I don't believe I would be a nobody, I would just be a being.
1: You would be a being? Yeah. And would you rather be a body with a name or a being?
8: I would like to have a name. Why? I guess it represents who I am.
1: So who are you? You're your name?
8: I am not my name, but it's like a title.
1: You are your title?
8: Yeah. And the title being my name.
1: And what good does that, do you? does that do you?
8: It doesn't do any good because it's about the person who you are. I guess the name just fits with the body. That makes <laughs> sense.
1: Yeah. Did you know you had to identify with the name?
8: No, not at not at birth, but as I grew and- I
1: mean before, right now, did you know you had identified with the name as a title, as who you are? Yes. You, you knew that?
8: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it, and should, it, should it be that
8: way? I don't really know what you mean by that question.
1: Should you identify with your name and title?
8: Yeah, they should correspond with one another. And and why? Just because that's who you are and you are given a name to be addressed by, but the name doesn't represent, it doesn't stand for who you are. Who you are goes with your name, if that makes sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I asked several people that yesterday. Uh, If you were not given a name at birth, who would you be? And no most one people would know pause. They're like, "I don't know who I would be."
8: <laughs> he said, "John Doe. That's a dead, that's a dead <laughs> that's person. I that's don't a dead person. Do yeah. I don't want to be John Doe.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Amazing. When you think about that question, who would you be if you had not had, would not given a name?
8: I would be the same person, I guess, but just not a name. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Any questions about anything?
8: Uh, no, I'm good.
1: Okay. Um, Sean, did you think about the biblical question? Yes. And what is your life all about? It's
9: all about letting go.
1: Letting go of what? Letting go of
9: trying to figure out what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I gro- growing up, I had a um, growing up, I, I had like a recurring thought from as early as I can remember from growing up, um, I had a thought that like one day I'm gonna have this like flash and everything's just gonna make sense and, and like all the answers are just gonna be given to me in one moment and that's gonna happen sometime in my future. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so letting go of things like that, you know, let, letting go of trying to expect anything or expect my own plans to come to uh, fruition. Oh, okay. Um,
1: and letting go. Um, and if your parent had not named you at birth, and not given you a name, who would you be?
9: I might have nothing to, no, no uh, title to identify with if my parents didn't name me. So I would just be a living being. Amazing. And not have any, any sort of, you know, I think even even without a title, even without a name, you know, that there probably would be some ego to overcome, even without an even without a name. Right. Um, but less less of that.
1: Amazing. Because <laughs> has you a, identified with your name and title?
9: Yeah, absolutely. Did you
1: I'm, know it before I asked that question?
9: Um, no, I never even thought about it because, you know, growing up in school. You get your own personal cubby. It's got your name on it. All yeah. your things are labeled. <laughs> y- your your teachers are driving home to you. You know, Sean, you're unique, Sean, Sean, Sean. All your essay, all your assignments growing up are all, um, what do they call them? Like, you know, where you describe yourself. You know, it's it's all about self. Yeah. You know, this is about you. This is about you. It's driven into your head over and over again. Um, you're unique. You're special. You deserve this, that, or the other thing. Amazing. Um, I mean, it's not their fault. I wouldn't say it's their their fault, <laughs> you know. But
1: yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, any questions? Right here. Then don't want to respond. But right here first. Yes, sir.
6: I was a Bible thumping earlier this week, and I was. I, something tripped me out, and it was uh, Isaiah eleven one, and it says. Uh, Something about the root of Jesse, and you were talking about names. And as the, as the scripture goes, it kind of describes you and your names, Jesse. So it's 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 weird how like some people do live up to their name, like 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 you, for instance. If I can, I'd like to read a little bit of, of it. Okay. To, to uh, okay. a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from the from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And it goes on and on. And I don't know if it just feels like.
1: Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Nice. That's all I have to say. Thank you, man. Um, oh, hate want to respond to the biblical question. What is your life all about, Hank? Uh, I think that
2: right now it's all about this false sense of self, if you will. You know what I mean? Selfishness.
1: Meaning what? Give me an example.
2: Like, uh, other than doing my obligations, that's kind of a selfish thing too anyway. Uh, I'm about I'm about um, getting healthier to have a nicer life and having fun things like that
1: so you're about getting healthy <laughs> having a nicer life having fun yeah that's that's what,
2: that's, to, to summarize that would be like self right. self
1: That's what your life is all about, other than your work.
2: (laughs) I mean, the work part is self, too, because I have to do this thing, you know. right. And it's sort of a, and I just get carried away into it,
1: you know. Oh, okay. Amazing.
2: How embarrassing. What? I said, how embarrassing.
1: (laughs) That's why we got to look at ourselves. Yes, what is your life all about?
10: When I heard the question, I was...
1: (laughs) I want to encourage you all, during the week, when we, you need to pay attention to your life, right? We come on Sunday, don't come to be taught. Come to hear. All right? Because you need to know this for yourself, too. Suppose I'm wrong. You need to know that you know that you know that you know. And God has made it possible for us to know. We have a teacher within and if we look within him, we will know for ourselves. And when we hear something, we have the Spirit to witness to that, if that's true or not. But we will know for ourselves. Alright? Yes?
10: Since I heard the question, I've been trying to see if uh, an answer would come to me, but not, nothing has. Um, well, you
1: don't have a life?
10: <laughs> I have a life, but it, I mean... <clears throat> when I'm in my head it's it's chaos right and, and but I know that to some degree at least I know that that is an illusion so i I don't know how to answer the question to be honest with you
1: what is it not
10: about It's probably not about my head what's going on in my head and and the illusion or the lies that that I'm being told.
1: So, you don't know what it's about, but it's probably not about the lie you've been told in your head? Right. Like what was
10: that? (laughs) You know, it it could be anything, whatever comes up. I don't have an example for you. Um,
1: I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. Amazing. So, you don't know what life is not about?
10: I would say it's not about all the selfish things and all the things I thought growing up. Um, I've come to learn recently that a whole lot of those things that I learned growing up don't have anything to do with life. So, I do know that. But to pinpoint, I guess it's the opposite of that then.
1: Okay. Amazing. So if if your parent had not named you Duck, who would you be today? Who would you be?
10: I would have named myself. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think maybe a little closer to who I'm supposed to be as a human being. I would imagine, but I don't. I don't know that for sure.
1: Okay, everybody relax. Let's really deep down in there deal with this. What is life not about?
8: I would say um, not doing wrong things.
1: Not doing wrong things.
8: Um, Not disrespecting others.
1: Is it possible to disrespect someone?
8: Yes. How? Um, Treating them in a way that is not, um, I don't know the word, but acceptable by God.
1: Is it for someone to disrespect you?
8: Absolutely. And how? Just being rude, um, mainly being rude, treating you. So if
1: someone were rude to you, they would be disrespecting you?
8: I would say yes. And what would you do? Probably nothing. Say God bless you <laughs> and keep it moving.
1: And be yelling at in your head.
8: I wouldn't entertain them, you know, I wouldn't yeah. engage. Just let them be who okay. they are.
1: Can you give me another example of what life is not about?
8: Um, if I could say maybe Just living your life according to God's will and not your own.
1: And how do you know what God's will is?
8: I guess it would have to do with the way you were raised, your spiritual beliefs, what you believe in, what you feel in your heart, based on things like that.
1: One other question, that I got, I'm going to move on. Have you ever been helped by anything that you've been taught about God in your whole life? Did it change anything?
8: I would say yes. It helps me live the way I live.
1: And how do you live?
8: According to God's will.
1: And how's that?
8: What I feel in my spirit.
1: What you feel in your spirit? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay.
8: Amazing, right?
1: Right. Amazing. <laughs> That's right. Yes, what is life not about?
7: I'd say life isn't about worldly things. Like Like
1: what, for example?
7: Like, money and, or making a lot of money and successful, being successful in, in in the way that the world sees success and materialistic things, I would say. Yeah.
1: Okay. Amazing. Yes ma'am, what is life not about?
3: I would say making plans.
1: Making plans? And what else?
3: What else? Um, probably material things.
1: So making plans is not about material things. Anything else?
3: Probably, but those are the two things that come to mind.
1: Can you be, can someone hurt your feelings? Disrespect you?
3: Um, hmm no
1: you cannot be disrespected
3: i don't think so i don't think i can be at this juncture oh you know post fallen state Uh i don't i don't think so
1: and you could have before someone could have disrespected you I,
3: i yeah probably i think i remember if i reflect back upon those days i i can remember saying i felt disrespected at some point or okay. another. Okay. I don't feel that way now, though. I, it isn't about me.
1: Has anyone, lately since you woke up, mm-hmm. treated you the wrong way? Or tried to treat you the wrong way?
3: They've treated me in a way that before I would have deemed disrespectful. Oh, okay. Or rude, I would say. They were rude Not so to much you. disrespect, but rude.
1: And how did you deal with it when it happened?
3: I didn't. Acknowledge
1: it. You did not. Did you get? Were you cussing them out in your head? No. You didn't get angry at all.
3: No.
1: Okay. Amazing. Interesting. Yes, ma'am. What is life not about?
0: Life is not about anything that the world is going to try to tell you that it is about. Give me an example. Um. Take this class and get this job and do this thing and um, yeah, I think it lands in the realm of material things. Um, the ideas that we get and that we think, oh,
6: okay,
0: as, you know, thoughts from the devil. They <laughs> start telling us that we can be all we can be and you know, eat your Wheaties and mm. sign with the major league. You know what I mean? It's all it's all a lie. Oh, okay. Um yeah and i I, th- I think that's why observing is so interesting because i see you know although like i can see that i'm awake right now i can also see so much more while it's happening and while you know to to jump on like can i be disrespected i can't be because if I'm really sitting in, a, in, in an observation seat and looking at it all and looking at the devil inside me, inside of others, outside of others, and that whole mess, you know, it, if somebody says something that the world would deem disrespectful to me, I'm choosing to be of the world in the fallen state with those people to have that opinion of it all. Okay. You know, if that makes Can sense. Can you
1: be disrespected? No. No one can disrespect you? Make you upset? Uh,
0: Truthfully, no. If I'm in spirit and and can acknowledge the devil inside me and inside of others and outside of others and that whole mess that's happening, no.
1: Okay.
0: You know, but that's like, (laughs) that's when you get caught slipping, you know what I mean? when you get upset. <laughs> okay. Well, Does that make sense? No?
1: <laughs> um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. And I'll put my little tooth in yeah. a minute. Okay. I do a lot of counseling with people during the week, and I counsel with people everywhere, all over the world. And I talk to people with degrees, money, all races, male and female, young and old, and And everybody think alike. They really think alike. And everybody has the same problems. And everyone fight for the same. Sometimes the situation may be a little different, but it's the same. It just may be a little different situation, but it's still the same. And then because I want to know, and as a kid I always wanted to know what it's like to be a son of God while you live on earth, I just never believed that you have to die first to know what's the point of having a life on earth, a hell life on earth and then you get to heaven and now you're having fun in heaven but you ain't got no club to go to, no party. They don't drink. Or maybe they drink wine. But (laughs) I wonder if they drink wine in heaven. I assume so. But I've learned so much and I'm going to tell you in one minute what I realized this week. Yes, sir.
10: Just so I can add something to mine? (laughs)
1: Uh. All right. It's fun thinking about these things during the week. There's nothing more happier than working on self. It really isn't. It's amazing. But anyway. So
10: my life has always been about me, 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 me. Right. Um, so I would say life is not, should not be about me. And I say that because you, uh, the other day you told me something like, or maybe you said it in church or something, but you said something like if somebody does harm to somebody, they're not doing it to me. Right. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> if, if that's the case, then I would, if I understood that, I would never, nobody would ever be able to disrespect me because it wouldn't even exist. But That's true. So I would say that it's, it's not about me. Life is not about me.
1: Can you be disrespected if someone talked to you in the wrong way or anything?
10: Unfortunately. I'm sorry? Unfortunately. <laughs> I wanted that to be
1: huddled, muddled down. You wanted that to be what? Real quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the? Uh, <laughs> so your feelings can be hurt. They have been, yes, yes. A- and why? Because I don't.
10: I didn't. I don't understand that it ain't about me.
1: Uh, amazing. Yes, sir.
4: So, what was the question again?
1: Uh, what is your life not about? What is life not
4: about? So, for me, I mean, I thought about that. This morning, uh, I remember what my life used to be like. I used to think this is the way my life was about. And that was uh, playing loud music uh, in early in the morning. And I used, to, uh, I used to blast the stereo. And that was me. And I thought, okay, that's who I am. And I've not done that like in like 10 years, right? And so I remember that old part of me. I also remember things uh, that used to be the old part. I I thought it was me, but that's what the advertisers said. Oh, you know, uh, you buy this car, you uh, you have this job, you make this money, then you'll have this and this and that, and and that wasn't even me. That was somebody telling me that that could be me, and you know I fell for it. Um, same thing with getting into sports. You know, people are crazy. They want to kill each other with sports, and I'm. And hey, you like the Lakers, or you like the, you know, it's like, and they talk about like they own the team, you know, and, and they, they, they made the purchase, they got those guys on the team, they're so into it. Yeah. And I used to be like that, and I was like, that's, that's, uh, that's not me, you know, uh, and I'm able to pull away now, and I can kind of see, you know, that was so stupid. Um, um, and so, and then the other part about being insulted Uh, This morning I was driving on the way to church, and you know, about three or four people cut me off, kind of, right? And I can feel the first time my ego was like, "I gotta get him," and I gotta get real close to their bumper, and like, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know what the hell I was. I don't know what I was going to do, but
1: you know, I was like, "Gonna get killed." Yeah, yeah. People are very angry now. People are crazy, and it's not good to be. Frightened, okay, you want to run up by me? Go ahead. Yeah. It's fine with me. And you know, I'm no feeling all right. with this. these people nowadays? Because everybody's so angry. And they're like killing and shooting each other on the freeway, like not going no. What a mess.
4: And you know, after like the fourth car, I kind of figured it out. You know, hey, you know, they need to get someplace. Out <laughs> of the there. fourth
1: car? What the?
4: You know, I, I guess I must have had a light on, you know, you come, come on over cut me off but uh, and so I realized you know um, I'm going to church you know I'm driving to church why am I have this you know irritation yeah I need to show that person love you know let me slow down give them their right away and you know and after you know after that time I had peace I had peace whereas the first car I had death in my eyes <laughs> driving the church I just killed somebody they cut me off, and then I was able to be calm, you know, and, and relaxed, and you know, I'm not that, I don't need to be where they're at, I need to be at peace with myself.
1: Okay. i got to ask this, and this is a conversation I had too, so, did you have your here? Yeah. Oh,
5: go ahead. I just wanted to answer your question, what is my life not about? What is it not about? So, I remember I used to watch this anime, do you know what anime is? Who? I knew he was going to say it. It's like a cartoon. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, I'll make it quick. There was a man who was born without a face in one of these episodes. Uh. And he would have to go around and uh, go to this village. And he kept killing off other men and taking their faces and putting them on. And he would look in the mirror and say, who am I? He didn't know who he was. And I bring this story up because you are asking us if we were born and we weren't given a name, right. who would we be? And so to answer your question, um, if I'm not my name and I'm not my face I'm not my body I'm not my job then I must be my spirit and so that's what my life is about is about um, my life is about how I identify I can either choose to identify with the spirit or choose to identify with the physical which is my name how I live my age etc.
1: Amazing I um, I I Again, I would think about all these things this week. And so in my counseling sessions and when I talk to folks, I bring them up. to see how other people are thinking too and hopes that it will prompt them to start to know themselves even more. And what I realized about my life is my life now is about overcoming all this. this there are layers and layers and layers and layers of uh, Uh, of uh, brainwashing and of our imagination. It's not just one thing, it's not just two things. We're like 100% living in imagination. One, it's deeper than what I even can imagine. I had no idea how many layers of the imagination that I live in. I really didn't. I didn't know that I was attached to my name that until it was asked well how if you didn't were not named who you were born who would you be and i had a i'm like wow it it was like a, a shock almost because i didn't know i was attached to the name jesse and i didn't know that um and so what i'm learning about my life now every moment you know there's somewhere in the bible where it says I die each day. Somebody said that in the word, right? Each day I die. Like that, yeah. I'm sorry. I said
2: something like that.
1: Yes. Life is about dying each day. Is it really about dying? And it's not going to happen unless you truly, truly, truly remember the greatest thing is to forget. But if you truly remember, stand present. Then you start dying each day, each day I die. And I realize this week that life is not about looking for love. It's not about money. It's not about how someone treat you, me, I use me. It's not about how someone treat me, but how I treat them. You know, treat people the way you like to be treated, but you gotta be legitimate with that. You know, you're not nice to someone just to get something back. You don't treat someone right just to get something back. You treat them right because you're right. And if they don't like it, I mean, you know, they don't respond to that, fine. Life is not about protecting my feelings. It's not about if someone hurt my feelings, it's not about them, it's about me. What's wrong, what's going on in me that I was able to be hurt by someone else that they make me angry or they make me feel good or I got a sense of identity from it. Life is not about that. Life is not about how much money you have or don't have. It's not about being married or not being married, having children or not having children. It's not about being like anyone else. It's not about going to college and trying to have a bunch of money and get a false identity. All those things are just layers and layers and layers of the imagination. It is not about how much I can get or don't have. And I'm telling, I promise you, when those realities come and you stop, because when you see them, you're going to stop thinking that way. Those stocks are going to disappear. And there's a freedom in there that words cannot express. Because in those little things that I'm discovering each day about myself, it's making me free in a way that, oh, in a way that there are no thoughts about those things that I have seen that I thought was real, I thought was important. And I noticed that everybody thinks that. They think these things are important and they'll suffer from thinking that, but they won't let it go. And I, and I know they won't let it go because as I, they didn't see that that's what it was. If, if, if the, the person had no money, if he never thought about not having money or comparing himself to someone else, he would never think about not having money. He would just live his life and there would be no emotions behind it because there would be no idea about it. Zero idea. And yet, all his needs would be met. Because there would be no needs that were not met, because he didn't have any ideas about any need that wasn't met. What a setup, huh? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> it like a setup?
7: Mm-hmm.
1: We've been lied to and we live so deep in the imagination that it's not even funny. And and that's why we need the light, that's why you must forgive. You talked about forgiveness other. Huh? God said before you enter into this kingdom, you must forgive. And then because anyone that has anger is not going to enter in because that's darkness. And so he'll bring you into the kingdom of salvation of the heart. And then he'll start shining on the layers and layers of deception, delusions that we've been living all our lives. We've been living them thinking that they were important. And they're not. We, have, we need physical needs on this earth, you know, we need food, we need that kind of stuff, right? But all this other stuff that we're fighting over and hurting one another about is not even necessary. It's an illusion. We are like in thick layers of illusions. We really, really are. And you don't know it until the walls start tumbling down. And you're able to see the next wall, you gotta go over into the next wall, and the next wall. And that's why I realized that you gotta stop protecting yourself from, from the world. Let the world go at you. Let them have their way. And see what it is, idea you have about yourself. Because when the people are trying to cuss you out or whatever they do, and you're overreacting inside about it, you have one idea about it, that's your issue. You're living in a layer of illusion of the imagination. Because the real you, the real you would have no ideas about those things. You wouldn't take it personally. You wouldn't think about it. You would simply just be without any thoughts at all, practical thoughts about, you know, and those practical thoughts come from God anyway, how to build a house, you know, whatever. But we're living in an illusion, and all these things that we think are real is not there's no if we never thought success the word success if we never thought about that word or heard that word and, and held on to it we would never consider ourselves as a success we wouldn't try to be success, successful so we would be going to all these seminars and things like that trying to learn how to be successful and then we are not thinking success there's no thought of failure and so if there's no thought of failure or, or, or success, there's no feeling. There are no feelings with it. What
6: is success?
1: An illusion. Mm-hmm. Success, I promise you success is an illusion. No such thing as success. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's like, it's mind-blowing. No such thing as success. It's a made-up word. The devil uses words to control us. He give us all these words to think about ourselves and others. And he give other people words to make us think that that's what we need too. Like success. And I've talked to people with Buku money. And they want to kill themselves. Because Satan still got their mind. He still make them believe that something is missing. And they want to drive off a bridge. I'm like, but why do you want to drive off a bridge? You have all that money. It ain't working. I still feel this, I think this, and I feel this. I still have fear. And it's something. It's all illusion. Yes, ma'am.
7: I, my question is, do you think it's fair to say that uh, <coughs> failures can teach us I'm important? Sorry? Do you think it's fair to say that failures can teach us important things Fail-
1: to learn? Failure?
7: Failure. Like, like, oh,
1: is it? Go ahead. Like,
7: when I say failure, though, I mean like a mistake or, you know, just in interactions with people and realizing that you did, you know, you did something wrong or, you know, like do you think it's fair to say like that those kinds of failures are important and they uh, teach us things?
1: There's not one person on earth who has ever learned from failure. And the reason I say that because the the person that think that they'll fail you is now trying to be successful.
7: I'm talking about yourself though like when you learn, when you know, when you realize that you did something that wasn't you didn't make a, the best choice in a situation, and so you realize that and and then you learn from and then you learn from that do you, do you know what I'm saying?
1: So give me an example just to be I'm black and slow, so give me an example. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I mean, I guess I just mean like, I
1: love what you're doing though, but give me a, an example of what you mean.
7: I mean like if you're in a like you get in a fight with someone be like someone says something to you and it and it triggers you and it makes you have an emotion and you over you overreact and you realize that you overreacted right and you have a moment of like clarity and you see th- you know what I mean, and then you learn from that, you learn what it was that yeah that triggered you 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 understand like the the things that happened and then and so then the next time you don't do it again
1: i I think i understand what you mean but as you're waking up i do understand i think what you mean let's say that uh i said something to you right now and it just ticked you off right right and right away the devil gonna say oh i can't believe he said that to me what the i ain't never going to meet no more the devil automatically talks to you, right? But if you could sit there and take it, right. and just take it, you'll realize that I didn't say something to offend you. It was that spirit of evil that was right. in you. So you'll be glad for that moment. right? It'll pass and it'll never happen again. Right. I guess that's what I mean. You. Like
7: you have to feel that. You know, you you have that emotion. Yes. Maybe you your action is that you overreact. You know, you you yell, you get in a big fight or whatever, but then you take a minute, you step back, you you realize what happened, you know, in within yourself.
1: Okay, but don't call it failure. Okay. Don't give it a name.
7: Okay. What are you supposed to call it?
1: (laughs) Nothing. And that's where words well, come in, words right, set us up. Right, But if you can see that I overreacted, right. it's enough to just see it without giving it a name. Seeing it, which is the light of God, will destroy that another aspect of the layer of, a, of illusion of the ego. Right. It will destroy it. Okay. But if you give it a name, oh, I failed at that. Now you're making a decision about it, you're judging it, and you're acting as though it was you when it was never you overreacting anyway, but it was that spirit that made a home in here and an emotion that overreacted. But you thought it was you, and you were not overreacting.
7: But if you understand all of that, in terms of just like having a conversation with people, is it okay to use that word.
1: Yeah, you in the can sense use,
7: of just like making things.
1: <laughs> and you know the difference in using that word then? You're using that word consciously. Right. But you're not using it unconsciously. Right. So that way you're not getting a sense of identity it. from it. Got it. But we gotta use words, but we gotta use words consciously right. rather than unconsciously. Right. Okay. That way you know identify with the word and then you try to make something that happen. Great. That makes sense? Yes. Amazing. Isn't that something? Yeah. Um, another thing I realized too I talked to a lot of Christians And a lot of Christians They read the Bible Isn't that all about that? Is that clear about that? Yes oh, okay. And they pray in other tongues They pray in the normal prayer They go from church to church They fellowship They nod their head when the preacher says something that's nice And all that kind of stuff But And they pray to Jesus and they have never been helped. Their their nature never changed. They're still the same person. And I know it's because I didn't know until these layers of layers start to fall away that what needs to happen is our nature needs to change. And that's what it means to die daily. You're dying from the illusion of who you are and what you've been taught and the ups and the downs and the rights and the wrongs and even the morality the idea about morality is wrong all of your ideas about morality are just something you've taught and been taught and that's why you've never been able to live them because they're just intellectually taught and you have not that old nature which is the nature of the devil which is the illusion which is not us we have not overcome that and the light would cause the nature to change, and that's why we, we shouldn't be calling ourselves these things that the world and the devil tell us that we are. It's not who we are at all. It's just we're living a wrong nature. Anyone that has anger, insecurity, um, up and down emotionally, try to be rich, try to be this, and try to be that, ownership, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just it's the wrong nature. We must die from the nature. And the nature, the nature is the illusion of the devil that makes us think that that's who we are. We're none of those things. Not one person of those things. Now, I know some people, they love their hell. They really love it. And they don't want you to tell them that they're in hell. And they'll get mad at you for telling them they're in hell. They'd rather stay there. They love their misery. They call it life. And I know they're roaming around earth in families and things like that, trying to hurt someone else so they should stay alive. Now, those people, no help for them at all. But there are others who want to overcome it. They know something is wrong and they might not understand what it is. And so, I'm trying to reach those who do want to overcome. And I know everybody not going to want to, even Christ knew that. Only a few, a very few. Because it's not, you got to really have a made-up mind to go through all this, especially with the ego death dying each day. You got to have a made-up mind that you're going to go through that, because when you go, as you're going through it, you lose so much. You do. You lose a lot. You lose friends. You lose family members. You lose uh, whatever. Right. But it doesn't when you lose it. It just feels like the loss of hell. It doesn't feel like you really lost something important. It it just seemed that you lost something that you thought was important, and it really wasn't. And so, it's an illusion. Nobody's been helped because, when did that guy kind of you met anyone that overcame their old nature? They said they were Christian. They said they had love, but they'll cut you out in a minute. <laughs> they said they were Christian. they said they had love but you can hurt their feelings just like that you can say one thing to them as long as you agree with them they love you and the moment you disagree it's over but that's a Christian they've been saved by the blood it's about speaking in the tongue it's the cross, is that the cross but yet they don't bear the cross Bearing the cross is to overcome the ego. Just to be alone and let the devil scream at you and let the devil yell, oh no, where's God now? How come it's not happening? How long is this going to last? What is it like for God to help you? We don't know what it's like to believe in God. We really don't know. You will know, and the beauty is all belief in him will disappear and you will know him. Because belief come and go too. I believe you're right until you make me mad. Now I don't believe you're right. (laughs) Have you ever met people like that? I believe you're right until you make me mad. I no longer believe it. That nature needs to change. The nature of the devil. And stay with it. And the layers of illusion will disappear. It's a spiritual battle, totally spiritual. A spiritual battle. And the beauty is Satan wants you to think he has power over the mind and emotion. Because the emotion, if you don't catch those thoughts right away, you'll get lost in them. And the pain that comes from them can be overwhelming. It can really be overwhelming. Because you're convinced that it's your pain. And if you just, you like, and while you're going through the pain, like you might as well give up, this ain't working. And if you're not all in and committed, you give up. The prayer ain't working, I ain't doing that. When it's really the devil yelling and screaming because he doesn't want, we're possessed and he doesn't want to be a, a, away from you, depart. He, does, he have to depart if you stay away. As these layers and layers are falling away, Satan is falling away too. And you can have a life of no judgment, no ideas, no plans, no nothing, and life will work. We're one. We're supposed to be a whole, not divided. And when we have all these ideas about who we are and what we think, we have identified with everything, really. We have so many identities, it's not even funny. That's why parents don't want to let their children go, especially mothers, because they have identified, they get their identity from the children. They feel like a mama well, why do you feel like a mama? Because I have kids. Okay, they're grown now. Mm -hmm. Let them go. No, because if you let your grown kids go, who will you be? The mothers need the the grown kids to call them every day in the week. Because if they don't call them, they're going to lose that identity of feeling like a mama. It's a false identity. Layers and layers of it. And you got to start watching it and watch yourself, too. Don't hide from anything. It look like You know how the devil tell you, oh, you go in that crowd, they're going to be looking at you. Go in the crowd and shake in your boots. And that's another layer, another death you've done for that day. If you got to argue with your kids, let it happen. And see how you feel about it. Are you mad at the way they think? Or how they're holding things against you? Let that happen so you can see this thing that's not you. Because it's truly not us. The fears and the doubts and insecurities and the desires are not ours. They're not us. We are truly possessed. And calling on the name of God is not going to do it. It's never done it. It's just an idea that you have about God. And calling on the name of God, oh God, I need some money, and then some money comes. it ain't from God, it's from Satan. Satan will give you some money. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's deeper. So that's why I want to encourage you to during the weekdays and practice keeping eyes on you. And when you feel a certain way, just notice, know it's not you feeling that way. It's the spirit of the devil feeling that way in your flesh, in your mind and flesh. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Satan do not want to leave you. He doesn't want to leave you. It ain't easy. It gets easier, but it ain't easy because we identify with it. No one can make you feel anything that's not there. You don't have to put up with this stuff. If you don't put up with it inside of you, you're not going to put up with it inside of anyone else. But if you put up with hell inside of you, you're going to put up with other people's hell. That's why marriages and relationships don't work, because two people put up with each other's hell. Um, I'll wait till the mic comes. Huh?
2: What do you mean by put up with it?
1: Let's say that you are in business. This is a good one. And I have to know business partners this week. And one business person, partner, decides that they don't want to be a part of the business or they want to do it a different way. Okay, fine. Go on, I'll do it. I'll take it over. You don't have to argue with them about it. You don't have to try to convince them of anything. Let it go because you don't have an attachment to it anyway and if it's something you want to do it's going to work in a relationship with husband and wife if the husband don't want to be there let him go okay bye or the wife don't want to be there okay bye the only reason you want the wife or the husband to stay and they don't want to be there because you're trying to get a sense of identity from it i need to be loved i need to love somebody you said you love me when we met when we had sex, you said it was love. That, you don't have to put up with that anymore when you, when you die each day. The person want to be there, okay. Because nothing lost. You wasn't getting anything from it. And yet you treat each other perfectly because you didn't judge. You wasn't trying to get a sense of anything from it. It was just a relationship. And it was the real love because you can take it or leave it. Amazing, huh? Anything about that? Any questions? That makes sense? Yes, Sean. And then I'll come to you, okay?
9: So, have you ever heard of anyone, of that happening for anyone, you know, in a moment, like in a flat, in a moment? Like all those layers disappearing? How you you say, you know, they don't,
1: you know what? They know. I'll let you finish your question. Make sure you ask me.
9: You say, you know, if you knew this to be the truth, you would let go just like that. Um, and all these layers would disappear just like that. Right. Does, does that happen for anyone? In me, I, like just, or is it always a pro, like a process?
1: I do not know of anyone that it just happened all at once. Yeah. The layer, of the wall is so thick. Until, but I do know of people who is overcoming those layers and layers of false identities. Yeah. But I do not know. I wonder what that light though for all of it just be over. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That's a nice idea. Yeah. And I, be, and I believe it could be over with just like that, but I'm so identified with these other layers of things that I don't even know I have. Like I didn't know I was addicted to, I didn't know I had identified with the name Jesse. And so now when someone say, hey Jesse," I'm going to respond, but consciously. That way I want to get assistance. People cut you out if you say something bad about their names. Have you ever? They want to fight. If I say I don't like no African name, I'm an American. I want an American name, right? The African name person want to fight me because they have identified with the name. They think they are their name. They think it gives them a sense of somebody. You're not your name. You're just a word. You are a living being. A spiritual being. You're not your name. You're not your body. You're not your those emotions. You're not the thoughts. You're none of those things. You're not the car you drive. It's just a car. It's not the house. You're, it's just something you live in. But it's there. It's all built up, and we don't know it. So did that answer that? Yes. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I want. I bet that would be amazing. And I believe we can over just like that. We can just overcome it all. But we've so, I mean, been on this earth so many years, we've been taught so many things that we've identified with, it's hard to let them go, but you can. Yes? So for me, uh, I
4: experienced this about six months ago, this very same thing. Um, I went to a funeral, a very, very close friend of mine passed away. And he knew he was sick and maybe dying, but he didn't know he was going to die in like two days. Um, he went to the hospital. And he built a whole life for himself, his car, his house, his job. And um, I'd I say for me, the weirdest thing is to uh, go to his I went to his house about a month later. And my friend is not here. My friend would not allow his floors to be dirty like that. My friend, he's not here. These are his clothes. And that was his personality. That's what he built about himself, what he thought of himself. And it's kind of the, some of those same things are what I feel about myself. And it, but it's really weird for somebody to feel that of, about themselves and them not being here. It's, it, was, it was a lie to believe those things, that he was the car, and he was the, the, the things that he liked to do. Um, even his own kids, his kids hated him, you know, um, that's how he kind of raised him and he damaged them. But it's just uh, it's amazing to see that, you know, you can really see in hindsight when somebody is dead and those things that he thought that he was, really, that's not really who he was. He kind of made those things, you know.
1: One thing I just, um, I, I believe, I can see is that once we learn how to live, really live, and with all these identities gone, we will never think about death. Because we have wants to live and wants to die. And the real death is the ego death. Our spirit never dies. Our spirit is created in the image of God. And so it never dies, but because We've been taught about life and death. We really think that we're going to die. And when somebody dies, we have a fit over it. And all of we are crying over the dead person because we feel like there was another identity that is gone. We're not crying about the dead person. I remember my son used to be mad at me. (laughs) And once he asked me, how would you feel if we don't show up to you? To your funeral. Uh, like how would I, how would I feel you know, show up to the funeral? I wouldn't feel anything. I wouldn't even know you're not there. Uh, I'll be dead. Right. <laughs> Anybody ever asked you that? How would you feel about show to your
4: funeral?
1: <laughs> I ain't never had a question like that before.
7: What about missing someone when they pass away? I'm sorry. What about like, <clears throat> missing their presence?
1: Another false identity because it's all about your ego missing them. They're not missing you. Right. It's like, it feels like something was missing. Had you not been getting a sense of identity from that friendship or family ship or whatever ship it was, you wouldn't feel anything about it because nothing would be missing because you never got anything from it. And yet, it would be a perfect relationship. And you would know that they are not dead. The body's gone, and that's what, I mean, everything on this earth is going to pass away anyway. The trees are going to die, the house is going to crumble and fall.
7: But isn't it, on some level, okay to to enjoy a relationship with somebody and enjoy their presence?
1: And what do you mean by enjoy?
7: I mean, mm, like... feel like uplifted by their presence.
1: And what do you mean by uplifted?
7: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, simply happy.
1: Simply. And your happiness coming from being uplifted by them?
7: No, I mean not. I mean some hap- like moments of happiness not like your happiness in general but like moments happy moments. You know the time that you spend with that person having those having that time that those moments and then all of a sudden not getting to have that anymore.
1: And and so when you don't have it anymore those happy moments with them are gone and you feel something about it
7: you miss it. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it I mean I guess I just mean yeah. like not necessarily like dwelling in that and being attached to that. Like, obviously, we all have to like move on with our lives and you know, right? But like, in like those mo like the, having those moments of missing that you person, you know what I mean?
1: I do. And, and what I'm reflecting on right now is, you know, so many people have died in my life, and then my father died. I remember nobody used to die in my family, and I used to think, when is somebody gonna die? Everybody else family member were dying. But my family member would last so long, then they started to die. Um, but I every everyone that I was close to, my grandmother and grandfather and all them, when they died, I really felt something about it. As a matter of fact, when my grandmother died, I couldn't get past it. It was in my head, it was in my emotions. And it wasn't until I had a dream about her that she was fine that I got over that. But the best moment I've ever had in death of someone dying with my when my father died. When my father died, I never missed it. It's like nothing never got was lost again. And I know it was because I became one. He and I became one in spirit, right? And so when we did in the physical, when we got together, we had fun, we disagreed, but I don't think either one of us needed to try to get in a sense of feeling from it. And so but it was fun. When he disagreed, because he was a Democrat, he would disagree. And we would yell about that, but not anger, right? So when he died, it's like the moment still goes on, even today. I never think, oh, I miss him. Or I never think, oh, I don't miss him. It's just that something never ended. Because I don't know why, it was just, that void I had was fulfilled. And I can tell he was pretty happy, too, because every time I went home, he wanted me to have meetings with everybody and stuff. And so it's like, it was a continuation. It has never ended. That's the best way. Now, I have had family members and friends who died, and it was rough. Because I was getting something from them unknowingly. Mm-hmm. I was getting a feeling of, this is a good friend. Or this is a good family member. Or this is a good that or good this. But that changed with him. And so far... I haven't experienced that with anyone else. And I've had other, I had, one time I had two brothers that died in one year. Or, or, or one died at the end of a year, the other one died the year right, you know, the early, beginning of the next year. And then my father died in the same year one of my brothers died. And I'm like, what the? But I didn't feel anything. And I wasn't trying, to, even with my brothers, I didn't feel anything. I was not trying not to feel anything. But because nothing was missing, I didn't feel anything about it, and I wasn't trying not to feel anything. But I still enjoyed them. I enjoy talking to people now. I I have so much fun talking to people, and if they agree or disagree, I still I'm still even keen about it right. because. Whatever they think or feel, however they act, is on them. And I'm not trying to give them anything, and I'm not trying to get anything. And that's what happens when these layers of uh, unconsciousness die. We've been brainwashed. We've been so brainwashed and not even funny. You gotta let all titles go. A person is only a friend because you think that they are a friend. And so you use the word friend. And then when you and that person get angry at each other, you stop using the word "friend" and call them enemy. Now the same person is an enemy, but because you had a tighter idea for them, we give titles. We are not our titles. We are, one thing and then I'll take one thing about overcoming word when you are, when those layers and layers of unconsciousness disappear, all uh, titles disappear too. All labors I could be friends with you. We could be tight friends and I never have to say friend. But I'll know it and you'll know it. You would never get mad at me and one day all of a sudden I'm all friendly with somebody else. Right? You wouldn't look over there, oh that's gonna be my friend. He all grin up at them. Get jealous and envious and wanna you want to fight over friendship. But yet you'll be friends. Cause nothing lost, nothing gained. That make sense? I think
7: so.
1: But in that fallen state, though, we're emotional because we're mental. We're insane. We're crazy, and we try to get something. That make sense? I think so. But you'll be here to enjoy people. God put us here to enjoy each other. Well,
7: yeah, I guess that's what I mean. It's like <clears throat> we're here. We're supposed to. Like we're all here. You know, it's, it's normal on some level to like, enjoy people's company, you know. And
1: you will, but not draining them of their life. Sure. And they won't drain you of your life.
7: Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so,
1: yeah. And just watch the walls tumble down, the wall of unconsciousness, yeah. the wall of delusion. you start to see what I mean. Yeah. You can't figure it out, but you'll start to see it clearly. And you'll, have, you'll live on this world in peace. Amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about all that? I know this is new to you. What do you think about it?
8: Think about what?
1: These unconscious layers we live in, this illusion we all live in.
8: Yeah. I'm, I'm observing. I'm taking it in because I'm seeing it from a different perspective. I never thought of it in the way you're presenting it. So. Yeah. It's interesting
1: it's amazing is. and as you're seeing it you are going to see nobody can hurt your feelings if there are no feelings there to be hurt right even if they're rude and nasty it it would be as as sean mentioned or, or Doug, and somebody mentioned whatever they're trying to do to you they're really doing it to themselves exactly. and is right. telling them they're doing it to you right and if you are an emotional person and think that that's who you are you are gonna overreact to them and they they're gonna be happy because they think that they hurt you. And they did because you overreact. But yet they didn't hurt you, they hurt the devil that was in you. The false identity. Right. And it's not how they treat us, it's how we treat, treat them.
8: them. Right.
1: Love yes. our enemy, don't exactly. hate them.
8: Exactly. That's amazing, huh? Amazing. Are you
1: doing the silent prayer?
8: Um, hmm. I'm trying to incorporate more often. Yeah.
1: Are you doing the silent prayer? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Not every
1: day. Are you doing the silent prayer?
8: <laughs> yes, I do do it. But every not day?
1: Every day. And God said do it without ceasing. Right. He means be aware because you don't want to forget. Right. When you forget, you're in your head then with the devil and he's setting you up. Exactly. Yeah. So do your little hoover the <laughs> every day and then do the silent prayer. Yes. Any questions about it? No. You okay. just have to do it. Yes. Yes. Now here, stay with it, stay with it. And then and this idea about this guy you're with, all of a sudden you're not important anymore, it's just an illusion to the ego.
8: Right.
1: It's not really you.
8: Right.
1: The devil tells you, oh, he don't want you no more. I thought I built something here that would last forever. Right.
8: Yeah. It's just an illusion. It's right? just an illusion.
1: Yeah, I'm getting it. it. Yeah, it's all ego.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: You wish him well, and stop trying to make things happen with anyone, and let things happen.
8: Right.
1: And that way, if you don't have it anymore, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Can't
8: miss what you um, never had. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Let me go over here to James too. Yes. Any questions about any of that? No. Uh, how you How you doing?
0: I'm good. How yeah. are you? Uh,
1: amazing. amazing. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Okay,
2: Okay. Um, what you were talking about, it reminds me of, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the Israelites wanted to have a king. Yeah. And God was like, you don't need a king. But okay, I'll give you a king. But you're not going to like it. It's gonna be, you're going to be suffering for it. Yeah. And it's funny because it reminds me of, like, different temptations and uh, the idea of missing somebody. I have, like, I sometimes miss old friends and get tempted to get get back into contact with them, and sometimes I do that. And what's happening is, like, I'm getting hooked back into uh, something that I really don't need to be involved in. Yeah. And suffering for it. But it's so tempting. It's, like, so... It's, like, one of the layers of... This like a enticing illusion.
1: And when the devil tell you to do that, don't do it, and you see it was just an illusion.
2: I uh yeah, I sort of notice that. Like it's I notice that it's better when I don't. Yeah. But then it just keeps on coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do notice that like it helps me pay more attention to myself when I don't. Yeah. Or if somebody doesn't respond. Then, like, I'm forced to like s- suffer and and look at myself more.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I want you guys to do that this week. When the thoughts tell you to call someone, don't do it. See what happened. And and as James just said, because you're living in a cage in your imagination, you're just going around in a circle, repeating the same thing over, saying that it's going to be better, and it never is better. So when the devil say, call someone. Don't do it. And watch how he's going to work on you about it. Well, just call him. And he said, no, I'm not going to call him. And then a couple hours will go by. He'll remind you again. Oh, just check in just to say hi. And don't do it. Don't do it. One little simple thing like that. For one week, give it a try. Because if God wanted you to call someone, he ain't going to be telling you that in the head. It won't be in thought. And it's not even you telling yourself to call someone. And he's right, because once you make that contact with him, because he's there call him, all you're doing is get back into the same hell. And you wonder later, why did I ever call this person? I hate this person, this person hates me. (laughs) But you're in a cage of the imagination, and you keep going around in that cage, using the same darkness to think that the next situation will be better or the next time will be better, and it won't. You're just repeating the same thing over and over again with a different person at a different location at a different time, but it's the same thing. And then you wonder why I ended up with the same person I thought I was breaking up with. This person seemed like a nice person when I got there, but this is the same person I just broke up with. Because you listen to the devil. And he just got you in a circle, and now you want to jump off a bridge. Isn't that amazing? So for one week, when it says to call, don't do it then. See what happens.
6: And if they call,
1: don't pick up the phone. What? If they call, you deal with them in consciousness. Don't go to sleep on it. I noticed too, speaking of don't go to sleep, every situation that we encounter is supposed to either wake us up or put us to sleep. Every so-called negative situation or so-called good situation. Have you noticed you either learn from it or you don't? You end up repeating it or you learn something about yourself and you overcome it. But most people don't learn from situations because they, they, they're not paying attention to it. They're not conscious. I want to encourage you and closer here, you gotta practice being present. You really gotta work at it. You gotta work at it. And you gotta carry bear this cross. And count it all joy when you're bearing the cross. And when it gets so heavy that it feels like you can't do it. Christ will pick up the other end of it. Remember that man that helped Christ carry the cross a little bit? Christ will help you carry a cross. You can say, Jesus, help me with this. If, if the pain gets so great, the thoughts are so many, and so back-to-back thought, and you feel like, wow, and you feel like you just want to go and do it anyway, don't do it. Bear that cross. If it gets so heavy, Christ will help you. And you'll get past, you will get past it you'll be free. Amazing, huh? But you got to go through it. We have been lied to. And let everybody else put titles on themselves if they want to. And and so let's say you've gone to school already and you have a title. You're a doctor. Okay, somebody call you doctor. Just accept it consciously. Don't feel all warm and fuzzy. Get an idea about it and I'm so special. Kind of doctor because if you ever stop being a doctor, then you're gonna be mad. If somebody don't like, don't respect you as a doctor, you're gonna give them some medication that will kill them. (laughs) Right, because you identify with doctor. Okay, any questions? Did I see your hand?
4: Yeah, I did. For myself, uh, I remember how I was in love with everything. I used to be in love with the dog. When that dog died, it was the worst thing in the world. And when I had my bicycle, when my bicycle got stolen, I wanted to hurt somebody. And um, I remember seeing a neighbor of mine who had a dog, and they loved this dog like a person. I think they kind of substituted the their love for this dog as, you know, like a child or something like that.
1: That's what people in the father say. they have an animal like they have an animal nature, and so they identify with the animal. I told this story on the radio this week, in case y'all didn't hear it. Uh, Someone told me this story, I didn't see it, they saw this video where the dog, a man, a bomb on the street, went out and took a dump at the light pole. Oh, you miss it on the radio? Yeah. And so, the, the bomb took the, is there a better, I'll say number two, <laughs> at the light pole. And then the, the neighbors that saw one of the little dogs ran out and ate up the dog. <laughs> ate the man dump up before they could have the street cleaner, people come and clean it. And then the owner of the dog picked the dog up, the dog licked the owner. Ew. And the owner called it love. <laughs> But that's that animal nature. Yes. There's a right way to treat an animal. You treat an animal with the same love you would treat human being. but you ain't in love with an animal. The animal don't love you.
4: Right. I think that's what's you, meant in the Bible. This is, uh,
1: what a mess, huh? You know. Was that shocking? <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. I you go. <laughs> I know, huh? Me too. I hate to talk about it. Yeah.
4: I, I think that's what is meant in the Bible. It talks about how... Uh, <laughs> You're to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Yeah, It doesn't say you can love your dog and then love God with all your soul and might. You're supposed to love Him with all your soul and might. Because and I, I can kind of see how it perverts the animals. Because you, you it's have a light to the animals. Them. You, I see the people that own these dogs, and they, this one, my neighbor actually put a, a tutu. You know, a little, because it's a female dog.
1: Human beings are a, destroying animals animal. with their own uh, fate love. And I'll I'll Just like they destroy one another.
4: Yeah. That's got to be one of the reasons why when God uh bought the flood on the earth, he killed the animals too, because man can't help but pervert the animals. If they're perverted, they're going to destroy them. So I, that's one of the reasons I think God probably had those animals... Everything destroyed, except for what was on the ark.
1: And I do, and, and then the last word right here. I do want to say that he put the animals here for us. They're here for us. But not to be loving them like that. Not to destroy them, I, not to get a, another sense of identity. That's the other layer that we have to overcome. Oh, the, here come, I walk in the house, the dog, jump on me. It's not, you're getting a false sense of identity from the animal too. And that's what happened in that animal nature. And you're not going to know the depths of it until you start to overcome it. And the light of God will destroy the darkness, the false images that we have, the fears, the doubts, the fake love and all that. He'll get rid of it. But you got to let it happen. All right. Did you have your hand? Last word? Um. I'm sorry. What do you think about the dog story?
0: I, I mean, I get it. You know, I just to jump on the uh, the God and uh, flooding the humans and the animals, no one ever talks about, like, the humans started becoming so animalistic. They started, like, procreating with animals, which is part of why God was, like, yeah. We're starting over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, not that every anybody in here or at home has a dog thinking about that. I'm just saying, like in terms of like humans, will the the Satan and the the demonic nature of the mind, like it will lead you to that point. Do you and know what I mean? Satan and Satan
1: take you to the lowest right. of the lowest. Right. Things you would say, I never, I would never do that. He would make you do it. Right. To the lowest of the Lord. absolutely, yeah. it's possible. Amazing, huh? It is. Adam named the animals. Did Adam name all the animals, or somebody did like that? So Noah. Th- who?
0: Noah.
1: Noah. Somebody. I know a person named them. So they are here for us, but not to get an identity from them and destroy them. We should only identify with what is right with God, and don't. You can't make yourself do that either, so don't try. But you will. When you forgive, you live from within, the light of God will cause all these layers and layers of unconsciousness to disappear. All right? You can't make it happen. So do the silent prayer and watch. Let go and watch. Just be all in. And stop protecting the ego. Feel it. Cut it all joy when you have to go through all that because it's not you. It will disappear, all right? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope that that helped a little bit. We'll do the Super Chats on Monday and tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I was trying to have a little light talk. Sorry about the dog story. They're probably gonna stick in people's mind forever now. Okay, the next person I see, the dog licking you in the face. You know what I'm be thinking. And thank you all, I hope that this will help, and I hope this helped a little bit. Thank you all for coming. I appreciate it amazing.